Hello and welcome to the first weekend edition of Minimum Competence. We're calling a maximum minimum competence episode. Time permitting, and given a coming major legal news story, we'll try to get you a bit more up to speed than we can in our short-form daily news show. This week, owing to the coming oral arguments in Gonzalez v. Google LLC on February 21st and 22nd, we'll be taking a slightly deeper dive into Section 230. So, on your mark, get set, go. First, a bit of background. Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act of 1996 is a federal law that provides immunity to online platforms from liability for content posted by its third-party users. Think, essentially, it says that speech by a platform's users is not to be considered speech by the platform owners. This law was enacted in response to concerns about the liability of online platforms for user-generated content. The law was intended to encourage the development of the internet and to protect free speech online. Section 230 was enacted as part of the Telecommunications Act of 1996, and it has been influential in shaping the development of the internet and online speech. Indeed, the origins of Section 230 can be traced back to the early days of the internet when online service providers were emerging as a new type of business. The law was intended to create a legal framework that would encourage the growth of these new platforms while also protecting them from liability for content created by their users. The law was designed to strike a balance between free speech and the responsibility of online platforms to moderate user-generated content. In the intervening years, Section 230 has been the subject of much debate and controversy. Critics of the law argue that it provides online platforms with too much immunity and enables the spread of harmful content, such as hate speech and misinformation. Supporters of the law argue that it is essential for protecting free speech online and for enabling the development of innovative online platforms. In recent years, there have been calls to reform or repeal Section 230, and now those calls may be heeded. Let's flesh out both of those arguments a little bit. If you're upset about what users are saying on an online platform about, say, your political candidate of choice or your movement, you can engage in an ad hoc user-by-user campaign to silence those users. But it is pretty clear you aren't getting anywhere unless you can offload the moderation duties to the platform itself. It would be much easier if, for example, you could claim user Bruce12521 that made some disparaging comments about candidate X actually speaks for Twitter as a whole. It is much easier to threaten the company into silence than it is to play whack-a-mole with its users. On the other hand, if hateful content is being published on a platform, given the profit model most of these platforms rely on is advertising, it can seem an awful lot like said platforms are profiting from said hate. When the platform fails to moderate that hateful content, it is not a difficult conclusion to reach that the platform sees its most profitable path forward as catering to the hate mongers. A platform can be viewed as hiding behind Section 230 in that regard. Let's say a completely brain-poisoned user purchases an existing publicly traded social media platform and takes it private. They then go to great lengths to performatively unban users of a certain ilk. Let's perhaps call those users Nazis. Hypothetically. When the inevitable influx of Nazis comes and the hate speech begins flowing, it seems pretty clear a direct line can be drawn between the actions of the new owner and the hate speech that is being posted on the platform. The process is attenuated, but it is almost as though that speech is indeed the speech of the company and the platform itself. It is only natural that a user or an advocate on that platform would like to see the method by which the owner hides from liability taken away. So then you might be thinking it sounds like Section 230 is far from ideal. What with the protections that afford social media platforms that cater to hate mongers and all? And that is true, but the current composition of the Supreme Court makes it unlikely that Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act will be re-examined in any thoughtful way. The law has been in place for over 20 years and has become a foundational principle for the development of internet and free speech online. Like a house of cards, any attempts to tinker with Section 230 could bring the entire structure crashing down. While there is certainly room for improvements, any changes must be approached with cool heads and the precision of a scalpel. Next week, the Supreme Court will be hearing oral arguments in a case involving Google and a dispute over the application of Section 230. The outcome of this case will have significant implications for the future of the internet and online speech. It is imperative that the court recognizes the importance of Section 230 in promoting the growth of the internet and protecting free speech. 
but difficult to imagine that it will. A full-throated win for Google would be a positive step in reaffirming the principles of Section 230 and ensuring that the internet remains a place for open expression and innovation. While there are certainly legitimate concerns about the spread of harmful content online, any attempts to reform or repeal Section 230 must be done carefully and with a deep understanding of the complexities involved. The current Supreme Court does not do careful and with a deep understanding, and the current political climate and nature of online discourse make it unlikely that any positive changes will be made to Section 230. But are there any specific reasons to believe any of the justices are inclined to come at Section 230 with a rusty machete rather than the aforementioned scalpel? Well, Justice Thomas, writing in a concurrence last year, likened social media platforms to telephone companies and suggested that just as a telephone company shouldn't be allowed to restrict an individual from making a call, so too social media companies should act as utilities or common carriers. In essence, no moderation. In 2020, he explicitly said Section 230 should be curtailed in its scope. So there is every reason to believe, to the extent we didn't already know, kind of which way the wind was blowing with the conservative majority on the court, Justice Thomas is in favor of chopping two Section 30 up. So next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, oral arguments will be heard. Some information will be gleaned from the questions justices ask, but we won't likely have any definitive answers for quite some time. This news story will definitely be developing over the coming weeks and months, but for now, enjoy your maximum, minimum competence on Section 230.